gentlemen i start the podcast like this every time and i just don't know any other way to start the podcast so this guest today i've had him on before he uh is the co-creator and uh one of the the brains and voice actors and the awesome new podcast which is like an old-timey radio show gloom lake he's known as stand the devil on twitter um mr stan davis how you doing today sir great man thanks for having me on the sample hour yeah man <laughs> it's fun man i uh last time we talked about damn good chili and then i wanted to get some damn good chili and you said that's damn dead <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not really dead underground if anybody's, yeah, I, had to talk anybody's... You into it, though. I had to fight you to get that chili mix stan i had a yeah i had competition. to I'm just the, the, the problem with going in business with somebody is uh, you got to make sure they're not crazy. And, you know, my partner and I, who do damn good chili, we're both pretty insane. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I had to make sure that he was still willing to uh, participate in it because he owns half the rights to it. So he's cool. We can still sell it. You just have to get a hold of me on Twitter at damn good chili. And uh, so I'll hook it up. Still running, so you're so yeah. It's it's good, man. I was I was bummed out because I had that chili competition that I was in, and I lost to a chicken soup. And, uh, <laughs> it was like it was chicken. I mean, it was good chicken soup, and uh, but it wasn't chili. And I it doesn't that hurts me so bad. I that, know, man. So. When you were in chili competitions with Damn Good Chili, did you ever have, lose to somebody's chicken soup? No, no. I think we both would have hung it up and, and walked away <laughs> to the sunset if that would have ever happened. <laughs> so no, we actually had, we used to have uh, judges from Chile contests like try to uh, get us to compete for for it, but we would never compete because once you get to the national chili cook-off, they want to buy the rights of the chili off of you. They want to know the ingredients of your spices and all that. And uh, they give you a prize for it, but we had a business that we're selling the spices in, so we kind of want to keep that a little secret. So yeah. uh, that doesn't make sense to do, right? Like, why would no. you? Uh, so what we would do is just uh, we would, you know, sell the chili to people who wanted to enter the competitions. That way, when they do win, they say, "Oh, I put damn good chili spices in. What's in it? I don't know. You have to buy it." So that would benefit us better, you know, than having to reveal our. Uh, are, uh, for us to have to reveal it, you know, yeah. And, because uh, if somebody uses Tabasco sauce or whatever in it, they don't have to say, "Oh, uh, let me find out what's in the Tabasco sauce." <laughs> they say, "Yeah, I put this much Tabasco sauce, this kind." So, yeah, we wouldn't have to break it down as far. That makes sense. Yeah, I recently <laughs> tried to make some beer cheese and failed miserably because I used too much ingredients. So I, I put some damn good chili in it and then some some meat that I had in the fridge that I needed to cook. So stuck in the pressure cooker with some chorizo and some turkey. And it's still in there, man. I've eaten way more fucking cheese than I wanted to this weekend. <laughs> I don't eat much cheese either or dairy anymore. So I'm like, I'm feeling kind of weird this weekend. But it's good, man. Um, but anyways. I'll save it. What's, what's that? So I'm glad you're able to save it. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's always like, I feel like whenever I'm in the kitchen, so I feel like the weird thing about cooking is it's uh if you cook um you know it it's a it's something that we can all do to uh to really kind of make you like learn independence if that makes sense and I feel like whenever you're in the kitchen and it like it's just kind of like okay well I kind of fucked this up what could I do to save it so yeah. it's like uh well I'll put it in the pressure cooker Put some meat in it, and then I'll 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 eat it over the weekend. 
And it's like the the pressure cooker is like a your your best friend if you know how to use it right right <laughs> yeah you you turn into a chemist real quick if you you fuck up enough food man <laughs> <laughs> yeah man so uh, but the main reason I wanted to have you on is because the last time I had you on you kind of teased everybody about Gloomlight because you were working on it and I think what I mean because the original name was actually going to be something else and then uh, it was yeah the- yeah the the original name was going to be. Uh, uh, weird tales from the frontier that way we could have the initials wtf but we found out that uh that's been uh trademarked already or copyrighted one f- because there's a comic from a uh, comic book from the 60s and 70s called uh weird tales and it would be weird tales from outer space weird tales from the wet, wild west and stuff like that so we changed it to gloom lake uh weird tales from the frontier that way no one has uh n- no one can no one can argue it with us because you know that's fair use but, so. but what you guys did though is super cool like i just do a podcast and i talk to people and i interview them and then i, I post it but you guys have to do voice acting you have to write scripts you have to do a ton of audio editing and it has to take a ton of time man like how um so you have one season down. You're gonna do another one. Like, you you had your at one point. You have like your your son who's who's a young yeah. child acting in it. He does a good job. Yeah. I mean, like how how he, long? He did the, let's say he did the best he could do. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> I've got so much heat off of that for having him do that. But it was cute. I needed an innocent voice. But uh, to get to how long it takes. Um, it usually takes two to three weeks per episode because there's three of us, uh, myself, Ron Spiegel, who is like our editor and, you know, uh, it, it, Ron, Ron went to school for directing when in college. So uh, he's our editor and he pretty much, uh, I'd say he's almost the ringleader. They'd probably say I am, but I don't think so. And then uh, Rob... Uh, Rob Metcalf, he's our writer. He has like three uh, sci-fi books published. He's pretty pretty good author. He's he's well known around Vegas because uh, wh- I went went to hang flyers in uh, the library, and they said, "Oh, this is from Robert Metcalf." I'm like, "Yeah," and I didn't know he was that well known in the library scene out here. They're like, "Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to check this out." <laughs> it's pretty cool to <laughs> get some recognition right off the get go, but. And I uh, handle pretty much everything else, marketing. I also do the editing, too. I edit, edit the dialogue. Ron usually edits in the sound effects. And it just goes in a little assembly line almost. Rob will hand us a script. We'll make the changes on it, how we want. So if we want something to change, we all vote you know, on it pretty democratically because... Uh, there's three of us, so there's never a tie or anything like that. So that that helps out. But uh, yeah, the the voice acting and all that stuff. That's a lot of heavy editing because you never get anything in one take. And especially like the second episode we had, I had my son son in it, and he was, I believe, he was six years old at the time. He might have been seven, but. Uh, it was it's so hard to I, I would have to read him the line and then he'd have to read it back to me with the same inflection. And, you know, kids, you can get them to sit for 15 minutes. But when you're trying to get them to sit for an hour and a half, just reading lines back and forth, it gets pretty, uh, pretty frustrating for him and and me. But <laughs> it worked out. It, it ended up coming off like uh, relatively scary. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought uh, I think that show's great, man. It, my, I mean, personally, I grew up. Um, my grandmother used to play. I don't know. We'd be in like the car and stuff, and we used to listen like old Sherlock Holmes, the like the old Sherlock Holmes stuff from. Uh, I forget when it had like Sir John Gilgood in it. It was like a voice voice act. It was like a radio show production, and then That's also cool. like the shadow and everything else like that. And then when I listen to your guys' stuff, it's. It's in that same alley, man. I mean, it's 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 fun to to listen to. I mean, it's it's um and it's fun to follow the story and uh and just see what's going to happen and what characters you guys end up killing off and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, the great thing about Gloom Lake is not everyone makes it out alive. So, yeah, we're working on the uh 
working on the second season, I've, we've always been fascinated with kind of the macabre horror, you know, type of feel. And this was a great, uh, this is a great outlet for it. And it also helps us to get our name out there to advertise other things that we want to work on. Yeah. Because we have a bunch of side projects. We're, uh, going to start trying to raise funding for soon. And Gloom Lake has always been our kind of like our advertisement wing of, of funding those projects. So it's going to get pretty interesting here in the second season to see how successful we get. And Gloom Lake's been pretty successful. We've had a, had a great run with it so far, and we've been nominated for like, I think three different awards, awards, and some of them are in like four different categories in each of those awards. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. That's really cool, man. Um, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed listening to it. So because now just to kind of touch base on what you said, you have other projects. So Gloom Lake is just a part of... Um, Monstrous Endeavors. Yeah, Monstrous Endeavors. So yeah. uh, do, can you talk about anything else that you guys are working on, or is it still top secret? Uh, some of the things I can talk about were definitely wanting to... Uh, expand Gloom Lake, the storyline of Gloom Lake into a uh, graphic novel, whether it's on it just online or if it's published, you know, we have to wait and see, but it seems more feasible to just put it out online right now. But, yeah. Have you guys looked into uh, comicsology? Like, I don't know. I know. Yeah. I love, it, I love reading comics on that. I don't know if they fuck over the writers or not, but I know it's fun to read on there. I don't know if they do or not. I, I, I have to check check that out to tell you the truth. The uh, I do read a lot of comics on Comicsology. I, I love uh, I love com- I love com- the the form of comics and telling a story. Yeah, I love the frame by frame. I like the way that they um, they do they they digitized comic books. So yeah, it's not you just looking at a page. It's like it takes it frame by frame. And because uh, I read like all the Walking Dead's on there. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, I've read a uh, series. Everybody, it's so frustrating when people say, "Oh yeah, the comics are just like the uh, TV show." Nothing They're not. Like the show, They're not. Man. The comics are so more brutal and so more ruthless. I think. I agree. There's shit that they can't do on TV that they <laughs> exactly. Do. And but like the thing that bugs me more is um, the way that they they'll like they'll take things from the comic and they totally will bastardize it on the show. And it's yeah. uh, and it's like that doesn't even make. Why would you kill the character that way? That takes away the power of killing that character. Exactly. They, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. There's a that. couple people like uh, yeah. Tyree, um, but they yep. just replaced Tyree with Herschel, and yeah. then Dale also was replaced by Herschel, and then like there was like so they're, they're doing weird things, or even uh, Glenn especially. Yeah, Glenn's a brutal one because the way Glenn died in the comic book, it was shocking. It, it like ruined your fucking day. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you read it and you wanted to go, you know, trip an old lady or something crossing the street. It just pissed you off and you didn't want to deal with life at that point. Oh, but man. for them to do it this way, I'm being exaggerating, of course, but the, them doing it this way, it was just like, yeah, okay, he's done. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's sad and strange to me that well, they would do. Yeah, it's just like, why would you have zombies kill a main character? Like, the, yeah. the zombies aren't... The, He's made it this far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, the zombies aren't the danger anymore. Like, I think it's, like, stupid because they're just, like, they're not... The, like, in the show, they're not um, they're not incorporating enough of, of how scary the people are. Because that's, like, no. that's, that's the biggest thing is, like, the people... Humanity yeah. is still humanity's biggest threat. Like, that's the whole point of... The comics. Yeah, the Walking Dead. Yeah, it's never been about the the zombies are just as the zombies are pretty much like climate. You know, you could yeah. freeze to death. <laughs> There's the zombies. Stay away from them. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it, I, I, it'll be interesting to see. I guess apparently Wesley Snipes is supposed to play Negan. Yeah, um, I know that's gonna be wild. Yeah, it made me think such of him a, man. Eventually, like automatically, he's such, such a, a psycho. He is a good psycho. It's going to be interesting. He he's one of those psychos that can keep a smile on his face, you know, and that's perfectly who Negan is. Yeah. Apologies to people who aren't into The Walking Dead, but they need to is, read it. They need to read the comic. Shit. Yeah, I think it. They need to read the comics. A lot of people don't, and so whenever I find like, because uh, Eric Kleiber does, and him and I will talk about it, and 
I think you're you're one of the only other people that that I know that reads it. Like I read it. Like I I have. Like I have it subscribed to automatically bill me, and then I just read it whenever it like comes on to Comicsology. Um, but um, getting more focused on your your project, Stan. So what yeah. can people expect with uh, season two? So what are we? What's uh? Are there any teasers you can say about season two or how it's going to? Evolve? Well, there's there's two se- two episodes still for uh, season one. For season one that need to be released. Okay. There's uh, episode 13.1 and 13.2 because we're jerks and we want to end on thir- episode 13, so we split it into two parts. But, <laughs> I liked uh, your uh, your Halloween special. That had nothing to do with the story, but it was still... Are you yeah, going to tie we, that into the story or no? It's just like a special. Uh it's weird. Everything that we do, even like the little promos and stuff like that, they're in the Gloom Lake universe. So I'm sure it'll pop up eventually. But you know, we're having a good time, so we don't need to. We don't need to rush in a story into anything. But yeah, yeah the, the episode, the Halloween episode, and all our promos, you can just consider those one-offs for the time being. But if you pay attention, you can tell that the promos have already. Uh, found their way back into the storyline of yeah. uh, like so we try to keep it pretty layered and so people don't get bored with it and uh we have a lot of fans that get or fans we have a lot of listeners that uh get a hold of us and they tell us that you know they listen to each episode like two or three times trying to figure out everything that's going on in it and stuff like that so we like to keep uh Keep it nice and layered, the, like the story, so people don't get bored with it and stuff like that. No, that's pretty cool. I, and I had no idea that the guy that was writing it um, had published books. Like I, because yeah. I know we kind of you kind of teased me about it before, and then like when it actually launched, um, uh, yeah, I, I just think it's cool. I guess I don't really know where I'm going with that, Stan. Hey, <laughs> let me let me interject with something and then end nowhere. No, Rob Rob is a very good writer. He, uh, he, I'm pulling up his books right now. They, he gets so much uh, praise from it all the time. Uh, He, he, like most of his books, are fantasy oriented. They're not uh, like horror, sci-fi oriented. They're more like uh, the Hobbit type stuff. But so what? uh, Keep it. Let let me let me let me give a a few books that he's wrote. One is called. uh, you can find these all on Amazon. One's called Pico, P-I-C-O. The other is Broken. And there's the last one is uh, The Fair Folk Book One Falling Leaves. It's uh, That one's probably more geared to like uh, Lord of the Rings type fans. But yeah, you can check him out on uh, Amazon. At, uh, just search Robert T. Metcalf, M-E-T-C-A-L-F. I got to give him a plug. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. You know what, man? Let me do this real quick, Stan. I, I, batteries suck so much. I'm looking at my Zoom, and I went from having, like, a full battery to now being, like, one bar. So let me... Um, let me swap out? Yeah, let me swap that out. I'm going to stop recording here. And we're back with Stan Davis. Sorry All right. about that, man. Yeah, so... No. What um what what inspired you guys to want to do this? Because was it like because I know you were doing damn good chili for a while, and then like what was uh were you just kind of like you know we want to go because so, we we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast, but I just think it's it's interesting to see because like really what Gloom Lake is is it's it's really you know it's 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 something that you would expect you know fifty years ago, um yeah, and I think it's super cool that you guys are, are bringing it back. So I think it's, um, I think people miss, it's like an art form that was lost. So yeah, it is. And it's nice. It, it, it seems like it makes perfect sense nowadays with the popular podcasts and people usually commute, you know, 30, 40 minutes to work every day. It, it's nice to be able to pop in something, just, you know, let your mind wander. Yeah. But the reason we started, uh, gloom Lake was, um, uh, we wanted to make, uh, some cool videos, but we didn't have the funding to do that or the equipment. So we said, okay, we can make little short stories and that's, we can do that for a lot cheaper. We can get our name out there. And now we have advertisers contacting us for gloom Lake. So things are, uh, 
things are looking up and we're, that gloom lake was always designed to fund our bigger projects uh like we there's some of them I can't talk about, but there's some that I can. Like we want to film fund our graphic novel with Gloom Lake. We want to eventually get into some short video, and that will be separate from uh, Gloom Lake. And then there was our big project. Have you ever seen uh, like uh, the uh, Devil's Rejects from Late Zombie? You know yeah. the yeah the roads. Yeah. The roadside chicken place, chicken and gas or whatever, yeah. and it had like a freak show thing. We want to do some type of uh, freak show type thing in Las Vegas. We don't care if it's on the we we. The great thing is we can pick a des- the the road heading from L.A. to Vegas to do it on, and get property pretty cheap out there. And we just want to start something similar to. Let me just say, we want to do something that's similar to the um, to a museum of unnatural history. How about that? Oh, that's pretty cool. That's so, perfect for Vegas too. Yeah, yeah, and the the commute from Vegas to uh, to LA is you know pretty. It's just desert usually and a few mountains, but it, you could break up that trip pretty nice and stick a something like that in the middle of it. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, man, I was going to ask you something. This fucking cat just distracted me. Um, shit. <laughs> so, uh, shit, Stan, I'm going to have to edit but this out. My it, fucking beer is fucking killing me today. But anyways. As far as what, what inspired us to do Gloom Lake, uh, it was just pretty much uh, Ron and I came up with a basic... Uh, idea of what we wanted to do and then ron said hey you know what i know a a writer who's pretty well known and i said all right cool and i ron mentioned rob to me all the time because we play uh games all the time all the time together board games and shit like that card games and uh he kept mentioning hey i should bring my friend rob over so when he brought rob over and we all started talking about this it just really clicked easily and we we're all on the same page now we trust rob's writing to where we know like the basics of what's going to happen but like as soon as we get a str- script we're pretty much in shock about what the fuck's going on and everything and then we have to then we you know find out what we like and don't like about it send it back to rob he cleans it up and then we start acting on it so it, as far as what inspired us the gloom lake it's pretty much the desert around us uh lots of bullet whiskey and uh that's pretty much it I mean, we, it, it's just a fun thing to get to and gloom lake is uh you, it, it, its setting is right where we are, but in the 1860s. So it's kind of nice to we'll, we'll sit outside and the thoughts just come to you about what the hell could have happened out here and stuff like that in an alternate world. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Yeah, no, it's it's super cool. Um, I was gonna I was gonna ask, yeah, what the writing writing process was. If he just puts together the script, but you guys all come together with the story. Um, that's actually what I was going to ask you when I had my brain fart there. Yeah. At first it used to be him. Uh, we, you know, watch over his every move like a hawk. Cause you know, <laughs> we were all new to this and we didn't want to fuck it up. But after a while he got to, uh, we get to the point where, you know, we trust Rob a lot with his, uh, artistic direction. So we did. It's kind of cool just uh, Ron can focus on his thing, I can focus on my thing, and Rob focuses on his thing, and we don't have to uh, micromanage anything. It's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just uh, just everybody just kind of trusts each other's work. Um, exactly. So when he does the comic, now when you guys do do the comic, is the comic going to be the same story just in written form um, as the radio show? Uh, it's probably, it's going to include some of the same characters, but it's not going to focus on the main, main characters of Gloom Lake. The podcast won't be the main characters of Gloom Lake, the, uh, graphic novel. They'll, they'll interweave with each other. They might meet each other for a little bit because we do want to give our listeners an idea of what we think the Marshall looks like and JT Doyle and Tagumpa and all the, all the other characters. We want to 
want to be able to give them kind of an idea of what they what they we think they look like so we'll probably visit those characters a little bit here and there but it won't focus on them at all well that's pretty cool man um in and how long do you think i know you guys are you're 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 trying to get some artists together uh, yeah how long that's a hard thing man i would love to give you a time of an eta of it yeah but we had a guy working for uh working with us doing the art and he was doing great and uh, and i don't know artists they uh tend to be not the uh most <laughs> centered people in the world <laughs> and he just packed up and, and said i i can't do this anymore and our, our, we were going to pay him and everything, and he just either got another project, something going on with his personal life or what. But if there's any artists out there that are interested, please check out gloomlake.com, email us through the website, and let us know uh, what you can do because we're definitely interested to work with, with people. That's so cool and exciting. And then, uh, and then when it, when you guys got nominated for those uh, for the for the awards for the podcast, did you guys enter in those, or that was just something people listened and then submitted you? Like, how uh, did that pe- work? People nominated us. Uh, it was weird because the first uh, nomin- first nomination we had was the uh, I can't remember the name of the uh, the the award, but the first nomination we had it was judged by an individual group of uh, judges that were appointed. They each listened to everybody's podcasts and all that. So then when we were nominated for the second award, we thought it would be the same thing. And it didn't say that it was a, you know, a vote online type of situation. So <laughs> we didn't know that we had to have our listeners vote for us. So we never mentioned it except the last day they sent me an email saying, just so you know, voting closes in 12 hours or something like that. So I sent one tweet out in one text and we didn't get any recognition <laughs> for it, of course, but yeah, we're learning. I, I, I thought the, uh, audio verse, uh, awards were going to be the same as the, uh, Parsec, uh, podcast awards that's what it was but they're not so it, it, just a heads up if you anyone out there ever gets nominated for awards check the fine print whether you need your listeners to vote for you or if it's done by an individual group of uh, judges that'll help you out i feel like uh, awards for podcasting are really just good advertising tools i think i really think so too i re- that's why we really wish that we uh would have done that second one a little bit differently, but what can you do? It's all hindsight, and I'm yeah. sure it won't last time. You guys could still say you were nominated. I, I yeah, mean, that's what we do. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've never been. Uh, I've never been nominated, Stan. I don't even know what I would be nominated for, though. It's such a weird thing. My podcast to me is so, it's so personal. Like it's never, it was never designed. It was. Designed, I wanted people to listen to it, but then I, I just didn't know what I was doing. I didn't. When I started it, I, I wasn't like you guys in the sense of, you know, oh, I want a direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had zero direction. And now I just finally got like I got a direction in a, in a weird way. Like, and it's um, like it just redid the website and I, I took down all the old episodes. And I'm going to, you know, get some email capture going to try to get communication with my audience to, to take it in a direction where where they might want it to go. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting thing, man. It's interesting to... The great thing is you can do whatever you want with, yeah. it, with it. I mean, yeah. our podcast is different from a lot of podcasts out there. We're in a small niche where we, you know, create... A, you know, actual like content that's scripted, scripted content is what I should say, where most of them are free form interviews. So, I mean, the, the, it's limitless out there what you can do. There's a lot of other great podcasts that we listen to that, you know, show us how, how they do things. And now that we're in the gears and guts of how to create these podcasts, I, it, it kind of like, uh, you ever notice how, when you talk to a musician, they like bands that you don't like because of just the art. That's how it is with podcasts. I found out I can't sit and enjoy, uh, an audio story 
the same way I used to be able to because I'm always like thinking about the editing and what they should have done or, oh, hey, that was really cool how they did that. <laughs> it kind of ruins it for you. But if you're doing your own thing, I mean, that, that that's the payoff. Yeah, no, I, I would say after I um, – because I used to listen to a bunch of different podcasts. But after I started my own, I, I definitely my taste changed dramatically. Yeah. It, was, it was just like it was uh, – well, number one – because I, you know, I didn't want to be influenced. Like I didn't want, like you know, when I when I first started, I, I felt like I was just some fanboy podcast. And then I was like, man, I gotta do something different. So I'm not a, a fanboy. I need yeah. to 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 make what I'm doing in, like as an individual. And so now I think it's um, I don't honestly, I listen to books more than I listen to podcasts. I'll listen to yours. And I listen to to a couple other podcasts, and that's it. And even then, I don't like. I mainly listen to yours because it really is. It's it's just like you know watching a TV show or something. And yeah, it, it takes you away a little bit. Out yeah, of reality. yeah, and it's it's especially cool to to binge listen to it. I think that's like I think anybody like what's what's cool is it's easier to follow the story too when you binge listen. And I think that's that's one thing as well because I'll. I'll go back and I'll listen and it and it like when I'm when I'm up to date and a new episode comes out I'll listen and I'll be like what happened in that last episode I'm trying to remember yeah. then you got to go back that's and why listen I think to it people again. listen to the past episode we were going to do uh that's one of the big debates we had is whether we wanted to do like a recap each episode but we thought that that would get monotonous if you were binge watching it so or binge listening binge listening so why not just you know, go back an episode and refresh your memory is what uh, what we came to the conclusion. We thought it would be way more monotonous if someone was listening to each of our episodes is like 20 minutes long. So if you're binge watching, you don't want two minutes of that telling you what you just listened to. So we kind of thought, you know, that's an outdated form of uh, uh, that, that that's whenever they did recaps in the beginning of shows that was before you could just download the show immediately that was in case you missed the episode and there was no retrieving it i'm talking about old time radio yeah you know they had to give you a recap if you were you know visiting your relatives or something that week and missed the episode so we kind of think that's an outdated way to do things is the uh the recaps in the beginning of yeah the of the shows. It's weird how technology has got rid of the of the. It's got rid of the need to up, update people on what happened. They can just re-listen to the episode. You know, <laughs> it's absolutely yeah. I think I think that's cool. I I it's it's interesting too. Now that like I'm listening, I kind of I feel like I can I can tell what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> like what's happening next? I'm like, oh, they're going to do this. Or sometimes yeah. it's a it's a total surprise. So I think it's it's super fun. I think if if people, you know, this is a cool episode dedicated to Gloom Lake. So I hope my listeners go and check it out after listening or listening to us talk today. But I yeah. think it's it's so it's just so creative what you guys are doing, man. I think um, uh, I, I it's interesting because it's uh it's it's totally different. And I've probably said that a hundred times while we were talking, Stan, but I don't think it's, it's, it's important, to, I think, for people to realize, because I think a normal podcast takes a lot of time. And for what you guys do, it has to take forever, man. I, I can't. Um, it does take a ridiculous amount of time, man. But the, our listeners have been like over the majority. I've never got I've got one question, one or two questions asking, hey, when do you think the next episode will be ready? I don't care about That's perfectly fine question to ask. I've never got, uh, hey, man, it's been three weeks and, you know, <laughs> I really want to know what's going on. You know, everybody's really uh, cool about. I think they understand how much time we put into it and we don't want to put out something that we're not proud of. So yeah. hey, everybody's been really cool about, you know, letting us take our time to do it the right way and, and all that. Cause you can rush these out and they'll sound like, uh, they'll sound like shit. No one will be interested in it. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. you, in order for us to, to get people involved in gloom lake and get a, you in the mindset, we have to paint a picture of you, you know, being out in the middle of nowhere, mountains everywhere. You're in the dark with your crew or whatever. And 
all hell's breaking loose. Anything can happen. You know, you you need that uncertainty. So to do that, you have to really layer in the sounds and make it sound like you're in the middle of nowhere. You know, the you were talking about uh, projects that are coming off of this too. Yeah, we have uh, Ron and I when we first uh, met, we started like uh playing a lot of board games like last night on earth is a great uh zombie survival board game i I reckon heard of that game check it out it's from flying frog productions it's a it's a fun game it has a lot of add-ons too it's a great game for i think four people can play or no five people can six people can play two two uh zombies and four heroes but it's that's a great game we started playing that and we were like, man, we could we can make our own games. So we made two board games. One's a uh, like Space Marine alien survival game, and another one is a classic monsters, uh, werewolf, Frankenstein, Dracula type of game. That's and so cool. Yeah, it, it it we it came together pretty quick. We we play tested it a lot, but uh, once again, we have been having problems finding the artist. Uh, to work on it but so yeah uh, our, uh, the artists are, are like the the thing that we really need the most so i'm really sticking my head out there if anyone listening to this is a uh, artist wants to contribute i mean there's you know, money I'm, yeah i'm not asking money. for anybody to do anything for free but uh i yeah, think that's, that's awesome man I, it's really cool with your uh it's monstrous endeavors is that what it's called monster your, your yeah it's yep. just like you guys are bringing back shit that we had growing up or that that was popular yeah. growing up that, like, you know, not a lot of people play board games anymore. Not. Yeah, yeah. Well, to tell you the truth, if you look it up, that's uh, one of the fastest growing uh, uh, gaming game uh, industries around is board games are coming back, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like the hipster retro thing. I, I was listening to this thing with uh, Marketplace. Like apparently cassette tapes are coming back too. There's just one company <laughs> that when everybody went out of business, they bought all the equipment. Like they have um so they have like just as much equipment, like they have double the equipment um in storage to make cassette tapes as they have in usage. Then they also have like a machine shop to to build parts to fix them because nobody there's no other companies around that do it. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool because they talk about too is the um, the difference in sound when it's analog versus digital. So that might be a cool idea for Gloom Lake. You could buy all the episodes (laughs) in cassette. (laughs) That would be cool. I don't know anyone who has a cassette player though. I don't know who they're selling these to. (laughs) You could sell it in vinyl. You could do it in vinyl too. That's just just an idea. Vinyl would be cool as hell to have, you, you know, have for cool, posterity's sake. Yeah, you could have some cool, cool, you could put on the Gloom Lake artwork and have <laughs> season one. Actually, you might even have to break it up, like, into each record for for seasons. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how much, I don't know how much info you can fit on, on a record. I don't either, man. Because I remember they, they used to have the double grooves. If it was, like, a double, if it was a really long uh, album, they'd yeah. have the double grooves but and there was side that's a e- and side b too yeah that's even dating me but it, i mean that, that's like even old for me but <laughs> it's pretty wild that but be- yeah i i really think that uh the our board games are are super strong i think that we we can uh definitely if we find the a good artist to help us out with those i think that those will sell like crazy but that that's just we have so much stuff going on that uh as soon as we find artists that we we deal with we start rocking and rolling on it and then they either burn out or flake out on us or something. I don't know. Maybe we're too picky. I don't, know. I don't get it. <laughs> I'll so, find. We'll find somebody. We're pretty. pretty how many? Sure. How many artists have you guys? Um, have you guys gone through? Uh, three solid ones, and probably fifty that said, "Yeah, we'll do it," and then they never uh, give anything. You know, it, it's yeah. really. Strange. And these are like not just people we find at universities these are professional artists <laughs> but you know i don't know 
I, I wish I knew what went on and I, I wish I could draw so I could, you know, wonder what goes on in someone's head. I'm really goal oriented and getting my, if I say I ha- I'm going to do something, I have to do it within an hour or I'll forget about it. And I know that's me. So as soon as I, someone says, Hey, Stan, we got to get this done. I start working on it immediately yeah. and then join my free time on the back end. Because I know I'm a horrible procrastinator, and if I don't start immediately, it'll never get done. So, uh, yeah, I think that it's just a lesson that they need to figure out, the the people that we've had contacted. Nothing against them. They have You have every right to back out on something if you want to, but it just it gets so frustrating when you have something that – I mean, Ron, Ron Rob, and I – we work really hard at this. And then when we get somebody who's, you know, kind of half ass into it, it really, you know, irritates you, but we'll figure it out. I'm not that frustrated where I'm throwing it up against the wall and saying I'm done, but it does get frustrating. Yeah. It's like, everything's, everything's rolling like a machine. And then you got one thing, one aspect that's just holding everything up and that's finding an artist or art, multiple artists even. So, yeah. That's Rob good. right Rob right now is uh like pushing forward a card game that he's been uh that we've all been working on but he's done the majority of the work with and we had some really great art for that but we only had like six cards and we needed around 60 cards done but we just wanted the six cards done so we could put them on a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe yeah and say, Hey, this is what we got. This is our game. This is what it looks like. But even that guy backed out and he couldn't do six cards. <laughs> and the artwork he did was amazing. I mean, we saw it and we were just like, holy shit, this is great, man. And uh, never heard from him again. <laughs> have you uh, have you looked at uh, like Fiverr.com or any of that to find some artists that might want to make more than $5? What is it? Fiber? Fiverr? Fiverr. It's oh, like, five. yeah, it's like F I V E R, and you can pay someone five bucks to, like, you know, make you a Simpsons character or something like that. No, but I wrote it down. I'll definitely check it out. I've never heard of that website. I appreciate I think, it. I think you should write down the cassette tape and analog audio. I do. <laughs> that could be bonus. I don't know. Maybe it would be popular. Maybe it wouldn't. But yeah, they, uh, as far as the, um, <laughs> Cassette tape and analog. It, I'm sure that's pretty pricey stuff. That, that's what we're, we. Th- our whole goal with Gloom Lake is okay. We can start Gloom Lake for this much, yeah. and then we can get use Gloom Lake as advertising to fund this project and then this project. So it's all baby steps. I mean, who knows? I'd love to have the Gloom Lake series on uh, on on uh, on record, man. That'd be awesome. I don't have a cassette player, so I wouldn't <laughs> play it. But I would love to have have records of it. That'd be cool as hell, and get the cool artwork, you know, for each season or whatever is going on. So yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's really that artist thing is just kind of boggling my mind. Like you've been through so fifty, almost sixty artists you've talked to, and you can't get one. So. It's almost to the point where, you know, they say, hey, I'm an artist, I can do this, and I just want to roll my eyes right then. That, that's how frustrating it is, but I, I maintain. I, I won't do, be rude or anything, but it, it really uh, is frustrating. Well, it would be nice if they would at least just tell you why they don't want to go, move forward. So then you can be like, what do we need to do different? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we have like a – there's a main character – in our story called he who rides the dead and uh he's a pretty evil dude pretty much you know just designed from evil he lives in a different uh like uh in a spirit world but uh he reminds me of the character the demon from the following that movie with denzel the way he moves yeah, around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he yeah, he's a shapeshifter or can can possess people, I should say. But uh yeah, he drawing him was probably the most frustrating we've ever had for an artist. And the guy nailed it. It finally did it after like the fourth try. Like everyone else, he nailed right off the get-go. JT Doyle, Marshall looked great. But the he who read the dead, he drew like probably three or four times, maybe more. And finally we got to one that we all liked and then he bailed on us. 
<laughs> it was so weird because, like I said, I'm not asking anyone to do anything for free. But That's crazy. That's it was, weird. It wasn't even that, like, he said, no, you need to pay me more money or anything. He's just like, I'm done. No. I'm, I'm more than happy to negotiate with somebody, you know, as long as I don't think you're strong arming me because like, I've got half the heart artwork or whatever. But, yeah, I, w- I would have been more than happy. It's just weird. It's just a different mindset, man. I've noticed it from – I work with creative people all the time. I'm, I consider myself more mechanic than artist, you know, more of a craftsman than an artist because, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I build weird stuff for a living. But uh, I work with a lot of artists in theater and, you know, wardrobe and stuff like that. And they're all, they all seem to have that have something. I mean, it's very rare if I see someone that's a real, you know, non-procrastinator, go-getter and stuff like that. It's, it's really rare. <laughs> I don't know. It's just the way artists are wired up, I think. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you can have I, – I, I think the creati- creativity is lost with, with like, structure. I, I think that, you know? Yeah. Like, they struggle, like, uh, when, it's, when you give them, like, a deadline or you yep. give them something like that or some yeah. structure, then, then they have to, to try to fit into that structure. And then they're, they get uncomfortable and they don't know what to do. Exactly. Like I said, if someone gives me a 15-minute deadline – I got to get something done in 15 minutes. I'll do it as soon as they say, and then I'll enjoy the other seven minutes that I don't have to work or whatever. (laughs) An artist will wait till three minutes before the deadline, do half of it and say, well, I didn't get it all done. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) That's funny, man. Well, I tell you what, man, I think we're, we're close to an hour here. And, uh, so people need to go to monstrousendeavors.com. Oh no. No. Go to gloomlake.com. Gloomlake.com. I'm an idiot. (laughs) Sorry about that. Go to gloomlake.com. Follow gloomlake on Twitter. Uh, I think monstrous endeavors will take you to gloomlake, but I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. And then it's uh, gloomlake times on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you can, uh, if you want to, Check out the episode. They're all on our website, the RSS feeds there. And you can also get cool uh, Gloom Lake shirts if you're interested from screen.com. There's it's right through the website. And there's some cool stickers, too. Oh, uh, yeah. In order to get stickers, all you have to do is give us a five-star review on uh, iTunes. You don't even have to give us five stars. You can give me a four-star, and I'll give you a sticker. <laughs> That's how crazy I am. And... uh yeah, and or you can uh, if you don't like iTunes and you don't want to leave a review on there, you can uh, print out our flyer. We have a page on our website. You just print the flyer, paste it anywhere, take a picture of it, email it to me, and I'll send you some stickers. That's awesome. And then also, if you guys want to eat some of this damn good chili, man, I highly, <laughs> I I hit up Stan and bugged him about it to start <laughs> doing it again. Like it was like a. I, it was me harassing you with photos of a chili competition I was going to be in. And, uh, it was it was some nonstop harassment. Finally, <laughs> finally got him to open it up underground again. Uh, it it is delicious. I'm like the Aussies. The Aussies like to put it on everything. I put it in my uh, beer cheese with the meat, and it it tastes so good. And it might yeah. be why I'm a little bit sluggish today. I'm not used to eating cheese, but uh, <laughs> the, the Aussies put on everything, man. They put on garlic bread and all kinds of stuff that I never even thought of. They're pretty creative. <laughs> <laughs> it's good seasoning, and it's, yeah, it, uh, it's... I, I, I highly recommend it. I think um, you know, so do that. Uh, yeah, rate and review on iTunes. That's the biggest thing with iTunes, and um, and I think that's it. Stan, you got anything else you want to promote? When do you, are you going to have a Kickstarter coming out soon, or? Uh, we're going to put a PayPal uh, donation button on our uh, on our website this week, I believe, and or this coming week, and we should be good to go there. We're going to start asking people if they enjoyed the show to throw us a dollar or two, and uh, that's going to fund our next adventure. So that's if you awesome. do, I, I greatly appreciate it. You know, we got a lot of things that we want to work on, and you know, you're not any money that's donated to us is going towards the next next project. It isn't buying us pizza for the night or anything like that. So I just want you guys to know that. And then, uh, if if um, and when when is episode? Um, two and or thirteen point one and two coming out. 
Uh, 13.2 should be out uh, this next week, like uh, right around the 28th, I believe. And then two weeks later, we're aiming for 13.2. So 13.2s our season finale so there's gonna be a lot of crazy shit going on so we're aiming for two but it might be three weeks <laughs> okay so it's still being in production right now edited yeah it's recorded we just have to uh edit in all our sound effects and we might have to go out in the middle of the desert and make some of our own sound effects so we don't know yet <laughs> <laughs> well that's awesome man well th- everybody thanks again for listening definitely uh follow stan on twitter as well it's at stan the devil and uh and thanks again for listening guys i appreciate it real love is hard to come by so if you got it you best cherish it feel me yo what's the deal love i know it's been a minute since i set aside time just for us to kick it but you know how it is in this biz you gotta go and make paper from these numerous gigs but you the reason why i keep it going the threshold to my honor a privilege that i'm blessed to know it even through rain hell and snowing regardless to the stress you still push to keep the love flowing i didn't had a share of love that then came and went lacking the patience it takes to build an establishment you're like a diamond in a rough to a cave of wonders you got the treasure that can split a man's heart asunder when the world starts to rain and thunder you're the bridge of support that i go and seek shelter under from cold winters to the hot summers you're the love that I cherish indeed It ain't no need to wonder If you think I ain't feeling your scene I urge you by all means just When you think the communication is low When you just wanna know just When you wonder And that's my word Regardless to our problems in the world Just know that you will always be my we disagree on a lot of topics But life itself is a test sometimes You gotta weigh your options I use a vision that's microscopic When it comes to our family's future Within the world of carnage I never thought I could cherish something as special So I thank my Lord on the daily that he wrote to send you And my life is my wife, I never would have guessed it You'd be the blessing, the foundation that's manifested I know at times we didn't gave each other some drama But the making of process made me your father A gift I could never trade the best thing you could have in this life I mean within the last days This is just the beginning phase Of what's to come as we strive together Seeking our Lord's face You're my Khadija, I wouldn't want to be without You're my completion of life And that's without a doubt If you think I ain't feeling your scene I urge you by all means just When you think the communication is low When you just want to know just you wondering if I ever miss you whenever I'm not with you just And that's my word Regardless to our problems in the world Just know that you will always be my Real love